The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, folks, you're listening to Haps and Minded. I know what you're thinking. Matt, we normally hear your voice only for a bottom six minutes. What are you doing on Haps and Minded? Well, jack of all trades, master of none. Um, here for a very special episode, Haps and Minded Extra. Here today to talk about Joshua Roy, who was signed today by the Montreal Canadiens to a three-year entry-level contract. And folks, if you've been following the bottom six minutes or if you've been following myself on Twitter, you know... I am very high on this kid. I firmly believe that he was going to be getting a very good chance uh, of getting at least that nine-game tryout next season with the Montreal Canadiens, and I think he has a shot at maybe even sticking with the club beyond that nine-game tryout and burning a year of his ELC. Um, I love this signing. I think it was very well-deserved. I think with the performance that he's been putting on in the QMJHL so far this season, it was inevitable that they were going to do this at some point. Um, I'm kind of surprised that they did it as early as they did because obviously they didn't have to do it you know, before the end of the season, uh, but they did. And I think the main reason that they did is something that was pointed out to me by my buddy uh, Scott Matla over at Eyes on the Prize is that he will technically, if the Sherbrooke Phoenix uh, playoff run ends a little bit early, he will be eligible to join the Laval Rocket and play some games with them as well because he has that entry-level contract. So I think that was part of it, uh, was to keep the options open. You know, Should it be the case that they end up getting bounced out of the playoffs a little bit early, which seems unlikely, uh, but it could happen. They want to make sure that they have that flexibility to maybe get him in some extra games and get him uh, some AHL experience, which is obviously very valuable uh, for a young player. So it's, uh, it's, it's a great signing. It's, it's, a good, you know, it's good news to find out that a guy that you drafted in the fifth round is, is probably going to pan out. And if you're new to, to my podcast or if you don't follow me on Twitter and you haven't been following his season so far, uh, let me give you, you know, the... I guess the the quickest scouting report that I possibly can on this kid. What stands out the absolute most, and if you don't believe me on this, you can go check my colleague Hattie's Twitter. He's the guy who runs our Catching the Torch series that has eyes in the prize. His Twitter is Hattie K underscore scouting. That's H-A-D-I-K underscore scouting on Twitter. And he's got a great thread about the skills that this kid has. And what stands out the most is his processing and his positioning. Okay. He can get lost in coverage, no problem. It happens on a night-to-night basis with him where he just skates around and he will completely confuse the defense with where he's going on the ice and then all of a sudden he reappears, he's attacking downhill and he has a shot on him like you wouldn't believe. Extremely accurate, uh, very good velocity, uh, very deceptive release. He can let it go from weird angles as well. 
where you know he scored a couple of goals this season where he doesn't even bend his knees he just like flicks his wrists and the the way that he can put it on with such accuracy and such velocity without having a big wind up or telegraphing what he's going to do with his shot it's impressive especially for his age so he's going to be a very good offensive threat but that positioning also makes him very responsible defensively especially for a winger right um he has played a little bit of center but he's i think his there's there's much more of a fit for him on the wing and you know almost like an Arturi Lekkinen type I don't know if he's going to be that good defensively so I don't want to put that evil on him but he's just so well positioned everywhere on the ice off the puck that he's always in the right spot to make a play and he is pretty good you know on that Yoel Armia style of getting stick lifts and and just disrupting puck carriers with his own stick uh, and trying to turn that back into offense and that brings me to his next skill which is playmaking right when the puck's on his stick there's always a threat. As I mentioned before, he has a very good shot, very good velocity, very deceptive release. But his passing is also fantastic. I mean, he can... There, I, I've got a couple of highlights that I could show you where he takes the puck, skate the stick, and then does a backhand sauce into the slot and sets up one of his teammates. Just earlier tonight, he had a, he got a primary assist on Xavier Perrin's goal uh, for the Phoenix. And he basically one-touched it and sauced it over to him. It wasn't even his best pass. I mean, it was fluttering a little bit, and Perrin had to settle it down. But just the fact that he was able to get it accurately over to Perrin in, in his wheelhouse and give him an opportunity to get a shot off was impressive because the puck was fluttering when it got to, to Joshua Roy in the first place. So um, passing is another one, just his playmaking abilities. Vision is off the charts. I mean, I love everything about his offensive game. And again, the positioning that he shows off the puck makes him very adept defensively as well. So, you know, offensively speaking, complete package. Defensively speaking, a little bit of work to do because he's not always uh, as physical as you might like him to be. Uh, But, you know, the positioning is there. And as long as he can put on a little bit more weight, um, I don't think the physicality is going to be an issue for him because he's not a small player. He's six foot and he's weighing in close to 180 right now. So, you know, he's not lacking in size. He just, he's just, he's not fully grown yet. He's only 18 years old. So, what do you expect? You know, you're not gonna have any, there, There's not a ton of 18 year olds walking around at six feet, six feet tall that are completely fully grown into their frame. Uh, he's definitely gonna get bigger, and I think we'll see a little bit more of a physical element when that happens. The one area of his game that needs the most work is his skating. He doesn't have that elite, you know, third gear that he can kick it into to really beat defenders. Um, his mechanics are a little bit weird. Uh, I, I, I think that's the one thing that could hold him back a little bit at the next level. Luckily, the Montreal Canadiens recently hired Adam Nicholas. And I think my buddy Hattie tweeted it out. He said Adam Nicholas is going to have a field day with this kid. He's going to have a blast with this kid. Because he's got such good tendencies on the ice that working with him is more just about the, the physical mechanics of skating. Uh, maybe working on his condition a little bit, conditioning a little bit more and, and just working on those mechanics and figuring out how do we maybe add an extra gear to his skating and how do we kind of smooth out his stride a little bit just to make him a little bit more effective. His hockey sense is already off the charts. If he can work on that skating, if he can show some legitimate commitment to you know working with a guy like Adam Nicholas and trying to improve that, he's going to be a major threat at the next level. There's no doubt about that. It's the one thing that might hold him back. And I believe, and I think most people would agree, that skating is something that you can pretty easily fix if you have a commitment to doing it. It is not like he's lacking in athleticism. It's just 
you know, in, in junior, his positioning allows him to get away with not having those skating tools, right? Like I said, he loves to just disappear on defenses and then he reappears attacking downhill and uses his shot to get things done. Also uses his playmaking if he doesn't have a proper lane to use his shot. So he masks a lot of his skating issues at junior because, you know, he, he doesn't need to work on it. He's that good at positioning and he's that good with the puck and he's that good without the puck that the fact that he doesn't have that extra gear, the fact that he's not Paul Byron out there doesn't impact him whatsoever. And when I say it doesn't impact him whatsoever, I need to you know, qualify that a little bit more by telling you that I just watched the game that he played tonight against the uh, Valsjar de Drummondville and he had two points in that game. One of them was an empty net goal. The other one was the pre, uh, previously discussed assist that he had on Xavier Perrin's goal in the power play. But he set, in the process of getting those two points, the all-time record for points in a single season by a Sherbrooke Phoenix player. That's pretty goddamn impressive for an 18-year-old. Not just an 18-year-old, but an 18-year-old who was a fifth-round pick in the NHL draft. He's looking right now like an absolute steal for the Montreal Canadiens I have him and we'll obviously have our, our top 25 under 25 coming up this summer on eyes on the prize I'm gonna have him pretty high and some people might get a little bit upset about me having him as high as I do but uh, I don't care I'm excited about this kid uh, I think he's an absolute steal and he is arguably the best player in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League right now at 18 years old a lot of people are saying, oh, well, he's benefiting from having some older players on his team like Xavier Perrin. And yes, you know, him and Perrin, they work very well together. But make no mistake, Xavier Perrin is also having his best season ever at 21 years old in the QMJHL. And a lot of that has to do with how well Joshua Roy is putting things on a platter for him. I mean, they definitely benefit each other. But from watching as many Phoenix games as I have this year, I think he benefits Perrin more than Perrin benefits him. No doubt, again, they're benefiting each other, but he's the catalyst out there. I mean, he almost had a shorthanded goal in that game against uh, Dramondville, and it just rang off the post. He got basically, and he actually showed good speed on that rush because they were shorthanded, and he, he jumps in, uh, gets down the ice, beats the defender, gets it on the backhand, and just rings it off the post. I mean, he could have had a three-point night there. But even without that, he's now sitting at 94 points on the season. He's definitely going to eclipse the 100-point mark, um, which y you don't see a ton of that these days from 18-year-olds in the queue. You don't. This is uh, legitimately, he's becoming a can't-miss prospect for the Montreal Canadiens, and they got him in the fifth round. All this to say, you know, we go back to the fact that they decided to sign him to that entry-level contract. I am absolutely ecstatic about it. I will say this again. I've said it on other versions of Absent Minded. I've said it on the bottom six minutes as well. I legitimately believe this kid is going to get the nine-game tryout next season. Now, whether they decide to keep him or not is probably going to be contingent upon how well he does working with Adam Nicholas on those aforementioned skating issues, right? I do think that for him to be you know, as effective as he can be at that next level in the NHL, he is going to need that work on his skating. So... That's going to be the question this offseason is how much can he work on it? How much commitment can he show to working with Adam Nicholas and fixing some of those issues? And if he does, then he might get more than those nine games. They might burn a year of his ELC. Now, after I say that, I should mention that uh, our friends over at Cap Friendly, uh, after the deal was signed, they mentioned that he does not have any games played bonuses in the third year of that ELC. 
So what that means is it could potentially coincide with when the Habs think he's going to be a full-time NHL player, which means they might be putting a three-year time horizon on him and saying, okay, in that third year of your contract is where we expect you to be, you know, really playing with the team regularly. So it's entirely possible that they will only give him the nine games and send him back down. I also think there's a measure here where we have to consider how, how bad are the Habs going to be next year. Because if they're terrible, if they're just if they're even close to as bad as they are this year in terms of the standings, it doesn't make any sense to keep him up. The only reason you keep him up is if he's doing so well that you can't possibly send him back because there's nothing more for him to learn down there. I think if the Habs are, are playing terribly, if they start out those first nine games and, and they look like complete shit, then you, you could have a case for saying, all right, well, let's send him down. Let's let him have one more year uh, with the Sherbrooke Phoenix and just see what he can do down there uh, as you know a 19-year-old. But I digress. I do believe he's going to get those nine games, and I think from what I've seen so far this season, he's got a good chance of impressing them enough to stick around longer. I'm going to end it there. Um, I will encourage you one more time. Follow me on Twitter at DrakeMT. I watch pretty much every game that the uh, Sherbrooke Phoenix play, and I do post a lot of highlights. I will have an article coming out on Eyes in the Prize along with this podcast, uh, so I'll post some highlights in there as well uh, of today's game at the very least. And if you follow me on Twitter at DrakeMT, I watch most of their games, and I post highlights directly onto my Twitter. So uh, lots of opportunities left this season to see this kid. Uh, we'll see him in the QMJHL playoffs, and if things go well for the Sherbrooke Phoenix, we'll be seeing him in the Mem Cup as well. So... Until next time, everybody have a great day, and uh, I guess I will be speaking to y'all again through my microphone after tomorrow night's Montreal Canadiens game against the Carolina Hurricanes. And I'm out. Have a good one.